I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. Each week, we give a comedically informative take on movies, music, television, video games, and much more. Put your shades on and listen to all episodes on SuperMediaBrosPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, shades on. We're off. Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Creative Theater, Akita Express, and Encore Theatrical Company. Visit us online at 30andnerdypodcast.com. Drop us an email at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash 30 nerdy podcast thanks for tuning in hope you enjoy the show and now sit back relax and get ready to nerd out with your hosts josh davis and tyler mcdaniel What's up, nerds and nerdettes? This is the podcast where everyone knows your name. Cheers, Cheers to ya. to ya. I'm Josh. And I'm Tyler. And this is 30 and Nerdy. And we are coming at you from the Fortress of Nerditude with yours truly, the registered nerd practitioner, the founder of Nerdledge, the nerd polian Bronaparte of Morristown, the Mac. And always great to be joined by my co-host, the juicy one, the nerdtorious JLD, the PhD of nerdology, Sergeant Sound Effect himself, Doctor Davis. Hey, hey, hey! And I'm excited. Oh yeah, I am very excited for the first time in the history of the show, and hopefully the last time. The the bad company, if you will, the three nerd migos if you will, are together live at the Fortress of Nerditude. We are joined by Reverend Rant himself, Logan Roach. Hey, guys. It's, uh, it's... Oh. <laughs> He's been dying to do yeah, that. Got with the first sound effect. I was ready it's, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great to be here. Uh, I'll see you next time, Rhett. <laughs> yes <laughs> dang it worked <laughs> that's all he's wanted this entire time was just to say hey live on the mic with all three of us mission accomplished <laughs> alright bye Merry Christmas <laughs> achievement unlocked <laughs> um, we are so excited this is our season finale of, of our first uh, season of 30 and Nerdy podcast mm-hmm. and good news we've been renewed oh wow for a second oh. season you like <laughs> us like you really yes, like us we have been renewed for a second season yeah. all thanks to everyone out there who listen and, and <laughs> support the show oh, but 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 
stay tuned. 2020 will tell you what streaming service we will be on. So Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we will be picked up by a streaming service. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody gets picked up by a streaming service. Fingers crossed. Disney, <laughs> Disney Plus. Oh, <laughs> I'll settle for HBO Max, but if we could get Disney Plus, that'd be fantastic. Prime. So, as you are listening to this episode, it is... Well, you may not listen to it on actually today, but it's Christmas Day. Hey, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Christmas! Wow! Or happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah, because Hanukkah falls during Christmas this year. Um, <laughs> have yourself a nerdy little Christmas. Um, wow! Kwanzaa, everything, everything, everybody whatever happy, you celebrate, have a happy and nerdy time doing it. Um, we are very grateful for everyone who has listened. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone who has tuned in. And uh, supported the show as well as rated our show. Uh, we hope that if you have not, you will take the time to check us out on podchaser.com or iTunes or Google Play and rate the show. And when you do, consider giving us five Oh, thank you, Emma. You can't say no to that voice. No, Come can't. on, she's the cutest. And, and I love, I have to say, I love either before we get the show started every, every time we record or like an intermission break. She always comes down to say goodnight to us. She does. Yeah. I love that. That word. was super sweet. I love that. Every every time we record. And I think that Emma thinks that Uncle Tyler lives in down here in Daddy's man cave because <laughs> I'll I'll walk over to the door or bring her down here or something. She'll go, Tyler? Tyler? Yeah, like, like she's no, looking Tyler? for Uncle Where's Tyler. He at? He's always here. <laughs> I mean, what the heck? I thought he lived in this dugout. <laughs> <laughs> so we are so excited to be uh discussing what we're discussing um we we have seen the rise of skywalker twice now uh logan once yes, uh yes. We, we got to to take that that final journey together last night all three of us mm-hmm. um truly the end of an era yeah and um you know last week we talked about last jedi i was kind i was generous you were yeah. very kind. I was you very were, kind. You were very fair, but um, I feel like we were fair as well. You were very fair. You know, you even you know you seated some points where even Peyton was like, mm. yeah, like. Mm. But I feel like we made very good points to defend our position as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Logan, what do you think? Uh, standing the outside looking in, I thought it was a very nice conversation. Not too heated. You don't want to go in the last movie like super heated, like we talked about. Right. Yeah. So it was a we're nice. Going night. As a fan no still. jabs or anything. Just letting it ride and just enjoying. Oh, and I guess we should go ahead and point out, guys, that uh, obviously we're going to be talking about the rise of Skywalker. So if you haven't seen it, this episode will have spoilers. Okay. Ooh, you heard it here. Now you warned. you can listen yeah, for a few more minutes. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, you know, you'll get a nerd vocabulary mm-hmm. word. Yeah. We'll, We'll discuss. We'll, we'll tell you when news. you gotta stop until after you see the movie. Respectful so. pause. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. yes. So. Uh, but when you do see it, come back. Yeah. Rejoin the episode and uh, follow along with us. And you can follow along while you're listening. Let us know what you think. Your thoughts with the hashtag thirty and nerdy pod three zero and nerdy pod on Twitter. And uh, we love to talk to y'all and get back to y'all. And uh, we've already got a couple of questions uh, discussing about our 2020 season. Mm. Got a couple emails like, "Hey, you should talk about." And um, we love getting those yeah. uh, suggestions and stuff like that. But um, our January lineup will be announced very soon, and we are very excited. Um, our Reverend Rant here will host the season premiere, mm. which is a best of nerding in nineteen. Yes, yes. I know, I know. I gave him, I gave him 
I gave him an, an entire episode. You got to run these things by I'm me. I'm sorry. I can't put my name on things that Logan's this. attached to. I know. I'd... 2019 two-day deal. Yes, two-day deal. He's on the Lesnar contract. Brock Lesnar over here. <laughs> um, and we want to thank all of our peop- our friends at Patreon and the people who are supporting us. We will, uh, of course, have, by the time you're listening to this, had our Mandalorian Monday mm-hmm. conversation, which episode seven oh, man. was. Woo. Oh, my goodness. Game changer. Woo! <laughs> it was a game changer. I have some concerns. Yes. I have Sad many. and concerning. Many concerns. Uh. Yes. And that's all we're going to say, because you have to be a Patreon member to listen to that. Right. Um, so you can check that out at patreon.com. So, Dr. Davis, what's up, Doc? Hey, man. It's Christmas break. Mm. I had my last day of school mm. this past Friday. You made it, buddy. Uh, yeah, it was quite a relief. Uh, oh, yeah. Everybody needs a break sometimes. You mm-hmm. know, the kids were ready. I'm ready. Uh, so I always enjoy breaks uh get to hang out with people you know logan mm-hmm. came to town the three of us got to get together so it's something i look forward to every year uh heard from a friend this week another friend uh one that tyler you you know as well our friend also named tyler he's a little bit younger than us we've both thompson worked, yes we've, okay we've both worked with him in uh, the theater and things yeah. like that over the years i've known him since he was probably eight years old t squared i tell everybody that so uh but found out this week, thanks to his wife, uh, letting everybody know on Facebook, Tyler has never seen Star Wars. None of them. Whoa. Yeah. That's an anomaly. Exactly. Which is why it piqued my interest. Because I can't remember the last time that I talked to someone who had just yeah. had their first experience with Star Wars. Yeah. Probably never. Like, not honest. even, not one. None of them. Wow. Like you say, Vader, Luke, you're like... <laughs> Huh? Right. Are they in a band? <laughs> Are they, is that the Beatles? So I asked him a couple questions. Okay. And the first question that I asked him, because I just thought it would be really interesting to hear the inside of someone who's not yeah. so connected to the fandom like we are. You yeah. Know? Um, I just said, so what What took you so long to you know watch Star Wars? Because you've surely heard about it your whole life. you know. And he said, uh, the hype train was just too much for me to, to board. He said he lost interest in wanting to watch Star Wars because of Star Wars fans, believe it or not. Uh, he mm. said that any time that you know, anybody found out that he hadn't seen Star Wars, you know, they freak out, oh my gosh, you've not seen Star Wars, which I was guilty of that as well. <laughs> uh, but, you know. That man was me. All in jest. Yeah, he's talking about me. Uh, but, you know, he just said that the fan base sort of irritated him a little bit. And, you know, I, I can understand. I get it. Uh, I can see yeah. that. But I asked him how he felt about it. He said it was okay. He liked it. He'll probably go through and watch the rest of them. Uh, he said certain parts of it could have been omitted, like he didn't see the point in it. Um, he expected maybe a little bit more action, but I think he also knows this was 1977, so it's yeah. a little bit yeah. different. Uh, he said he really enjoyed it, but there were a couple times where he was bored, and that's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, original Star Wars, you know, in this it day and age, story last never action. seen it. Yeah. You know, I can understand. I uh, asked him what, what were some things that he really liked about it. He said he really liked the connection between Han and Leia, like their banter back and forth. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you can tell they were really <coughs> rude to each other. But, on. you know, uh, he really liked that. Uh, he liked Chewbacca and the droids and all that stuff. He said, I like Chewie and the droids a lot, and not just because they sound like a late 80s funk band. <laughs> Chewie and the droids. <laughs> Chewie and the droids. Um, but I asked him one more very important question. I said, you remember that scene in the bar when the little green alien was talking to Han Solo? very important question. Oh. I said, so tell me, buddy, who shot first? His response, 
I think Han shot first. There's no way that at that close of a range, Greedo's blaster would have missed him as much as it did unless he got it first. That and Han doesn't seem like the guy to take any chances. I that like is that. the perfect yeah. answer. You, Especially uh, the last part. Yeah, Tyler, my friend, uh, that was the correct answer. Yes, you win uh, the game. Yes. So wait, good we job. playing a game? We're <laughs> always playing games here, buddy. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean that's that's um, that's like I said, that's an anomaly because for sure. Even you know, I was telling you earlier off air that like. A few times I've tried to get my sister Peyton to watch the whole series. I mean, she's seen uh, most of four, most of five. And it just always falls on when we can actually have the time, and that's very rare. I mean, even in, during Christmas break, we're go, 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 go. There's not really any time to sit down. Um, but someone who has never seen one, that's... That's an enigma wrapped inside an anomaly. <laughs> I mean, it's that's just kind of crazy. Like you have to stay away from that. Not oh yeah, it, yeah. So that's a that's all. That might almost be a different thing. Like if you're staying away from something, he's probably like. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, he kind of said, that was like, a, that was a choice to not have seen it. Yeah, I get it. I do. And I mean, we <clears throat> we can be a bit much. Well, not just that, but like I mean, if you've never seen it, and the past three years you've been on social media. You have seen yeah. the polarizing arguments that Especially Star Wars fandoms have. Disney. Yeah. So it's like, why would I want to be a part of this fan base? It's not a good look watch for us, these guys. movies. It's really not a good look for us. Clean yeah. it up. <laughs> Suit up. I get it. <laughs> Smile. But I thought I those mean, were very, very fair uh, responses. And I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say about the other ones when he watches them. His wife is a big fan. Yes. Uh, so yes. she's trying to get him to, to, to watch them all. And I think he's interested. So Good. Maybe we can well, like, get him on here one day. So he's already married. So what if they disagree on a certain point in Star Wars? Is that, DB? Is that a deal breaker? I don't know. You all pretty much agree on everything. Most. most. Tyler and I. Not us. You and your <laughs> wife. Oh. He's saying if Tyler and his wife disagree on a massive point of Star Wars, oh. is that a deal breaker? I mean, is that a... Uh, like what if? What if I don't know. Like, I think that Star Wars is more important to Leah than it is Becky. That's true. I would I agree with that. Becky doesn't like the fact that I think I'm a Slytherin. She she argues <laughs> with me about that, but that's Harry Potter's about the uh, most uh, passionate she'll get about a fan base yes. type thing, fandom. I should yeah. say. So, um, well, wow. Thank you, Tyler, for those answers. Those were definitely well well put. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've been in rehearsals uh, off and on. Uh, for a chorus line and uh the weather here doesn't know what it wants to be you know it's been like 30 some nights 58 during the day but did you know on christmas day it's supposed to be low 60s here? i heard that yeah that's ridiculous it's ridiculous east tennessee but uh most of my week has been chock full of star wars stuff so uh um yeah yeah i understand pretty much so you know we've already said it this week we are going to be discussing the newest and final never thought we'd say that installment of the skywalker saga yeah that's just of the skywalker saga they have said that they are going to there will be more they are going to take a take a little time that's old republic hopefully gosh that'd be wouldn't that be great Mm, so good That'd be great. Um, and the fan service already, Keanu as Revan. That would be... Yeah. Did you see that? I did. That would be great. That would be pretty cool. Darth Revan and Keanu Reeves, I mean, 
He's everywhere else. Why not put him in the Star Wars galaxy? I think that'd be a great, great idea. Great casting. Yeah. So, uh, we are going to be discussing on that. You have been warned. Uh, however, why don't we get to that after uh, a couple words from our sponsors. All right. 30 and Nerdy Podcast is brought to you by Encore Theatrical Company. Encore is heavy in its rehearsals for A Chorus Line, the 2020 season opener coming at you January 17th through the 26th. That will be at Inman Humanities Complex Theater at Walter State right here in Morristown, Tennessee. For ticket information, go to etcplays.org at Encore, where it's not just theater. It's Encore. All right, time to talk nerdy. and We are ending... Um, Star Wars Month here at the show, our first edition of Star Wars Month, uh, where we've been talking about the sequels and giving different Star Wars terminology, and I'm going to end this month with The Great Jedi Purge. Yeah. Also known as Order 66. It's <laughs> good. Thank you. Order 66, ordered by Chancellor Palpatine, named Jedi as traitors of the Republic and ordered clone troopers to hunt and execute all Jedi to their extinction. This nearly annihilated all Jedi. Some fought back until their death. Others, like Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda, went into hiding. It was a major part of the Clone Wars and led to the fall of the Jedi Order to allow the Galactic Empire to take power. Yeah. So, uh, we're playing a game. You've been playing it, and I just now started playing it, Fallen Order. Yeah. Um, and it takes place five or six years after this Jedi Purge. Right, right. And you play one of the younglings that escaped. Cal Kestis. Cal Kestis. He was a Padawan, not a youngling. He was. There's a, a difference. He was a Padawan. There's yep. a difference. And uh, he, uh, I like the little nuances to, like, like early on in the game, you see a Separatist ship landing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, man, I haven't seen a Separatist ship yeah. in a while. The Trade Federation Which you thing. then know, oh, that's from the prequels, which was before the Jedi Purge and um, I think it's it's it opens up I think a world of where that's where Star Wars could go maybe next like the Jedi who survived right the initial mm-hmm. purge and are being like Logan's been dying for his girl to get a a spinoff of some sort. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Yeah I love her in Clone Wars man. She yes. Um, Aren't they bringing Clone Wars back? They are. Isn't that something they announced? Uh, they are. They're D23. bringing the Clone Wars yeah. back, um, which will be intriguing to see because I've been I'll watching watch. some of it. Yeah, because they went. Wasn't the writers that dropped from Clone Wars? They started Rebels, right? Yes, they yeah. started Rebels. Um, so but cool, yeah, the Great Jedi Purge. Probably don't use that in a sentence. No, I think people pe- should. I people think people will look at you like you're crazy. I think you should walk <laughs> up to an innocent bystander and maybe talk to them that you survived the Jedi Purge. <laughs> Order 66. Can we talk to you about our uh, <laughs> Jedi Purge? Be like, did a... Um, sorry, sorry, I'm just, I've got PTSD. You know, I, I was a survivor of the Jedi Purge. And if these are not Star Wars fans, they'd be like, what happened? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> when was this? You didn't hear about Order 66? Maybe they'll offer you a warm blanket. <laughs> <laughs> and a drink. Hard ground <laughs> with a warm blanket. Do you need help? <laughs> Do you need me to call someone? There's no one left to call. <laughs> wow! I'm gonna do that in the mall tomorrow when I'm Christmas shopping. All right, so that's your nerd word of the week and your last one of Star Wars month. So why don't we get to your favorite segment? Yeah, and it's called 
What you watching? Wow. I've actually yes. always wanted to say that. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I didn't nice. let you say it when you did the pop episode? I don't... Did we... I don't think so. Were we doing it I don't think that, that was like a thing thing. Was it a thing thing about pop episode? I can't episode? remember back then. No, it was That's so too far ago. A year, man. It was like June. That's too far away. That's six whole months. You'll have to go back to the database. I think we definitely did do that, though. So, JD, I mean, you know, you've been watching basically the same thing for the past month, but I'm still going to ask you, what you watching? You know what? You're going to love this. Okay. I watched the first episode of uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. <gasps> I did it. I did it. Yeah, I did. Um, you told me that I'd be okay not having seen any of the other shows. Yeah. Uh, you were wrong. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I did not know who half of the people I was like, were. No, you don't have to watch it. Uh, did, I didn't get it. Uh, but in all honesty, man, if I had told you, yeah, you need to, you would not have binged all five of the other shows. That's true, too. It's a lot of library but now. You could have given me a little you know, background. Well, mo- two or three of the Earths have already been destroyed. <laughs> and they only uh, were able to save specific people from those individual worlds. Like, Earth 2's gone. Okay. Earth 3's gone. Maybe I just need to watch it again with you there yes. to be like my personal Wikipedia or something. And Your nerdcopedia? Yeah, that. Because yeah. uh, uh, I didn't... Uh, branding. I, I inferred as much as I could yeah. about what was going on, uh, but, yeah, I'm missing a lot. I did like seeing Burt Ward in the beginning. I know. Holy Crimson Skies or something yeah. like that. That was cool. That was cool. Um, I did not get to see Kevin Conroy yet, though. The second. second so episode. I was uh, displeased about that. But uh, <laughs> I'll keep going. I'll keep trucking along. Good. Good. It's 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 good. Yeah. It's good. And they... Uh, have you started it, Logan? I haven't. No? no. Um, they get you. Well, I'm on that, like, as long as Netflix releases it, then I can watch it. But I'm always, like, a year behind everybody ah, else. gotcha. So I'm still waiting to finish Flash. And catch up a little bit on arrows. So I'm that way fun. too, but um, <clears throat> there's the CW app. Yeah, and you can watch That's them for true. free. Which so you've you tried to get me I've on. Tried. Yeah. I have given him my. my <laughs> shh, let's not tell anyone. I didn't have to log in. Anything. I have given him my login for so many things that I have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he'll be like, "What's the password of that?" And they're yeah. like, well, "I haven't done that yet. I'm that was three of, years ago, Logan." I'm one of those friends. <laughs> I've tried. Trying to keep him up to date. Lifetime plus one. He could be up to date on Supernatural if he'd log into the CW oh, app. But I, I don't think I'm ready for that. Logan that only anymore. made it to season uh, He's 37. Caught up. He still has uh, 15 more to go. Plus what? the uh, 25 bonus seasons. Shut up. So what have you been watching, Rev? Man, I'm on a uh, little anime kick. So... I'm watching uh, One Punch Man right now. I'm like, probably bald headed guy. Yeah, right? that's like five episodes in yeah. or so, man. But it's so good. It's uh, Saitama's like the lead baldy, so he stands up to, uh, which is fun. It, it's weird. Anime is a weird oh, like yeah. genre, so he's like standing up to like this half lobster, half man. Gotcha. And that's how his uh, how he was born. He he stood up to this guy trying to pick on a kid. And he trained so hard that his hair fell out. So, <laughs> so he's like the the season is like he takes everybody out in one punch. So it's like his curse. Like he trained so hard, he's like the best in the world. And he's like, why does it only take one punch? <laughs> so it's interesting. But, so, 
Who would win in a fight? One Punch Man or Goku? Oh, God. No, that's... <laughs> anime has, like... We're talking about, you know, fan bases. They have a rough fan base, too, so it's like... Oh, yeah? Absolutely. Oof, I, don't, I don't even want to get started. <laughs> Goku can't. probably rules over most things, though. Yeah. I feel like it's sort of understood that... And I'm not an anime guy at all, but... That Goku wins everything, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Even if he doesn't. He would be the, the Superman... Yeah, yeah, he's the Chuck Norris of anime. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, well, I have been watching, uh, you know, Mandalorian, Star Wars, Clone Wars, but uh, we also... I watched it last year, but I'd forgotten a lot about it. We started, you know, we've watched Christmas movies and stuff like that as a family now that everyone's in town. And uh, have you seen The Christmas Chronicles? The one where Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus? No. On Netflix? Dude, it's good. They're making yeah. a second one. They are. And Goldie Hawn's going to be in it. His real-life wife is playing Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Ah, oh, nice. It's really cool. It's an it's a, a great spin on the story. Like, he, there's so many moments where they're like, you're not Santa, you don't look like him. He's like, why? Because I'm not fat holding a Coke? Like, why do they draw me that way? He's like, <laughs> because I eat cookies in one night, I'm supposed to be this big guy? It's like, just Fair. because I'm able to handle my sugar well? Like, it's really good. It's exactly. really a cool spin on it um and everyone should definitely check that out if you haven't why don't we get on to the nerd news all right so uh i know that like the past couple of times i've ended on a sad note so i'm going to start the news on a sad note netflix is canceled daybreak thoughts you're the one who sold me on this show I know. Um, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't finish it. <gasps> yeah, I'm sorry. Did you finish it, Rev? I did finish it. What it was you? like a super cool take on the uh, zombie apocalypse. Yeah, it was really cool. Because uh, just the fact that you don't know why the moms and dads turn, the kids are like running things now. It's very high school. Arty. Yeah, yeah, very, like yeah. You got your pockets and stuff. Yes. But it was interesting, and um, I know young I'll do- Sam. Yeah. From Supernatural as the lead. So good. And um, what's it, the principal? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember. He was in Godzilla. He was a uh, freaking uh, cable guy. Broderick. Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Broderick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll do that a lot. I know where they're from and where they've been in, but I don't know names. You know, that guy in that movie well, He did with really the well. I thought he was like... Yes. He did so good through that whole thing. Um, I didn't... I wasn't crazy about the ending... Because it didn't make too much sense, I Which thought is probably why they. Yeah, because like. Well, maybe they were anticipating a second season, so they ended it on a weird note. That's probably maybe. But at the same like you time, would... Netflix doesn't need to do that quick cancellation yeah. after because you need more original content, Netflix, because you're getting your butt handed to you, and you've got three more yeah. streaming services coming in 2020. That's, that's true. That's very true. But I also feel like they have so much original content that's not mm. any good true. already. You know? Very true. Like, Gotta lock down that Nickelodeon contract. Yeah, they gotta Absolutely. figure yeah. that out. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, not every Netflix original is gonna be a Stranger Things. Yeah. And yeah. knock it out of the park. Um... But yeah, I was a little upset. I was like, "Well, darn!" It kind of stunk because it was it was a nice new take and modern zombie that wasn't Walking Dead. Yeah, 
So, which we know that's run its course with a lot of us. <laughs> so, Unfortunately, because that was like, to start off, The Walking Dead was like, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Yeah. Um, shall we continue? Nickelodeon is reviving Legends of the Hidden Temple. Nice. And was Is it for, like, an older crowd? It's for an older crowd. Yeah, that's what I heard. Not so kids. it's not it's kids. It's like... So it would be like... Us. Like, us. people watching it. Who <laughs> <laughs> watched it as a kid. We're now... Taking part in it. <laughs> that show gave me so much anxiety. When they would pop out of it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Flames everywhere. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Because they could make it with today's, you know, technology and What if writing. they brought back, you said like adults are going to be on the show? Yeah. So what if they brought back like people who were on the show as kids? Ooh. Dang. Like, I will conquer the yeah, temple. And show They're our age. They like, I have been practicing for this <laughs> maybe this day since i fell maybe some the of them are on american ninja warrior oh, yeah. oh, gotta, i bet you gotta watch out for people now you never know maybe just bust out a <laughs> obstacle course on you right there yeah they gotta be prepared <laughs> moving on paramount pictures is reviving jackass with a fourth installment hey uh, i just want to say those poor guys and their bodies they're and like in their Johnny 40s, like late 50. 40s and 50s now. And no Ryan Dunn in this one. Like, yeah. yeah. He passed away after three, so what, I mean, it just... Be like um, everybody coming back just... Well, I guess everybody, well, not Bam's everybody's doing bad. Fat. Yeah, he's Have not you seen him? good. Yeah, I've he seen has gained some weight. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a good thing. Could mean he's off drugs. Maybe they will, uh, you know, tone it down a bit. Maybe that or they're training the, the new... Era oh, no. of oh, they like new people. I kind of hope not. What if they make fun of reboots and they're like, "We're rebooting it. We're training the <laughs> next like generation that looks just like them, their younger <laughs> selves. <laughs> they're training the next generation of stunt performers." <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not exactly like stoked about that. If you don't multiply, you die. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Continuing on. In an interview, Sting. Said that he would the come The wrestler, out, not the musician. The wrestler, not the musician. <laughs> he would come out of retirement. One more round. <laughs> the wrestler Sting, who everyone loves. Yeah. From the WCW days. Favorite uh, of all time. Said he would come out of retirement for a match with Taker. And here, three very avid fans of both Undertaker and Sting yeah. are here to tell you, it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> they always do this, man. I've We've been talking back and forth about wrestling for years but it's like they always bring back those old guns and it's like we respect that but it's it might be time to move i on. appreciate the nostalgia of it but yeah. at this point they should have done that when sting had his Can, one-off mania could you imagine if they did it right after they bought wcw like prime that would have been oh if he hadn't left and went to tna yeah, yeah. oh that well, a lot of those time. guys why would they come back they had guaranteed money for like two years until their contracts were yeah out. why would they go work so right. i don't really blame them for that yeah it's just but i mean imagine if they'd be like yeah i own wcw and Sting's you know just like all right sting yeah. is my all-time number one favorite yeah. and uh when he had his wrestlemania debut with in california with triple h i flew out there to see it uh, because well, yeah. that's how much of a Sting fan that I am. Uh, and, you know, when I found out he retired, I was sad that he didn't get a longer run in WWE, but at the same time, he's not the same as he was 20 years ago, no. you know, obviously. And Undertaker has definitely seen better days. And, you know, I think we've been questioning for a couple of years now, should he really Taker's continue to do this? At this point. And it's mm-hmm. just so sad to watch. 
You know, like the kind disaster. Like Favre tried to come back and play football. Yeah. They ended up with the Vikings. It was just sad. But yeah. like the disaster of Goldberg and Undertaker, I guess uh, it was in Saudi Arabia. Like when stuff like that, that happens. That was so bad. Or um, what was it? DX and uh, oh, Brothers of Destruction. Gosh, yeah. DX and Brothers of Destruction. It just, looks just so bad. Such such hype around it. Such a build up. And well, like, it was You're always terrible. saying to me that nostalgia sells. It does. Not in every walk of life. Should they sell. They'll sell. get money out of it. They'll get the money they? out of it, but should they? They'll sell Not another round of DX shirts. Yeah. But that well, match. This, that's the thing, though. In this case, like, when you're talking about two human beings who age, you know, it's different when it's a cartoon character yeah. or, you know, a movie mm-hmm. franchise or whatever. But when it's two living, breathing men who have, you know, put their bodies on the line for. Something came out today about The Undertaker. He's the longest uh, reigning uh, perf- performer in Who the WWE. Who still does 25 plus years. Who still does yeah. things. Like, they're not the same. And no, it's not the same. It's just... I mean, it's even the Taker we all saw in Atlanta <clears throat> after that H match, like, uh, he, had to be, he had to be rolled out. And I was like, okay, I mean, I think he won... But the fact that he had to be rolled out, I was like, I would have been fine walking away with that. Like he, yeah. he ended it all to end it all. I think that if for the Brock Lesnar thing to mean anything, maybe that should have been it for the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? and I have never come back since then. I've totally well, honestly, disagreed with that idea. Anyway, they should have never ended the streak. It should have no. ended with the second H, end of an error as they yeah. build it up. That would have been perfect. Sean was the referee. Yeah, that yeah. was... That was the... They all did like a, a bow off at the top of the... Yeah. You know, they looked around like kind of like... That this was is like, I agree, error. but if it had to end and that's how they wanted to end it, mm-hmm. I would have preferred to just not see Undertaker yeah. anymore. Yeah. I think what made me hate the Lesnar beating, taking the streak more was Taker came back the next year. Yeah. 21 mm-hmm. and, and one. looked great <laughs> and, and looked, won. I was yeah. That's the one I was at. It was yeah. 31. Looked great and won. Against Bray Wyatt. It's like, so why... And then lost to Reigns. Oh, we were, at that we were for the, there for that too, and it I was about burn the building down. <laughs> I told them that if they <laughs> if the Undertaker lost, I would burn the building down, <laughs> and that stadium's no longer standing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, listen. I don't know if anyone listens. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Sting Taker Vince, for the love of God, please don't do it. Uh, we are avid fans of both of them, and we don't want to see it. No. And I don't want to see Sting lose again for no reason. True. Yes. Yeah. Because exactly. that will happen. He, yeah. won't, he won't win that. No. Absolutely. So, uh, continuing on. The new Mighty Morphin Power Rangers reboot, again, <laughs> will actually follow the tone. <laughs> what was it? Here Tropic we Thunder? go again. <laughs> again. again. <laughs> will actually follow the tone of the 90s TV show Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and will completely ignore the 2017 flop. Great idea. Mm-hmm. Poor Billy. Poor uh, Billy from Stranger Things. Was you know that uh, end scene of Power Rangers? It was right by a Starbucks the whole time. Yeah, yeah, that was terrible. Like just like <laughs> let's just we'll give you this much money if you'll put a you Starbucks. You save the world while drinking a, a mocha Starbucks. latte. What a disaster! <laughs> like, and don't forget a cake pop while you're at it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean when they we s- have free Wi-Fi. <laughs> it took Starbucks free Wi-Fi for them to beat Goldar. <laughs> Um, the only good thing I can say that came out of that movie was I liked the mythos that Rita was the Green Ranger. I liked that. Who that turned cool. on yeah. the Red Ranger, Zordon. I did like that. 
Yeah, he's not just a head. You know, but the worst warrior. part about it is the fact that it took an hour and a half to even see him in the Power Rangers suit. Yes. It's like, forgot and there was that no this is about Power Rangers. Green Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the heck? Cool little hint, though, that they yeah, dropped Tommy the Oliver about come to the office. Calling him to the office. It was that funny. Was cool. It was great. Made you think that, oh, he'll be in the sequel. And then they're like, oh, that didn't work. <laughs> Back to the drawing board, Saban. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think going with a more 90s tone instead of bringing the 90s Rangers to the modern era, um, I think what made them great was it was the 90s. Yeah. Well, um, and you know, like with the new uh, Wonder Woman, everybody's just setting the tones back in the day like Stranger Things. Exactly. So you can get away with that. Yeah. Let it be in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be in 2019. Let it be in the 90s. And guess who you'll attract? 90s kids. Yeah. Who loved the Power Rangers. Heck, make the entire movie the Green Ranger saga. But to be fair, I did not. <laughs> to be, fa- to be, to be fair, fair, I did not go see the uh, most recent one either. So I probably I saw it on DVD. Yeah, I saw it on Hulu. <laughs> oh, Red so box. I probably ain't gonna go see a Power Rangers movie either way. To be honest with you, I will. Yeah, I just didn't good. go that last time because I just didn't have time. But if they say like, I'll go to this one. Okay. I'll let you know. You can tell me about it. <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. Now, I originally had that as the last piece of news, but before we came on with the news, the Rev here showed me a recent post from IGN that James Cameron's at it again. <laughs> He's talking mad crap again, saying his words, Avatar 2 will beat Endgame. Okay. <laughs> My sentiments exactly. What are you thinking, James Cameron? Are you crazy? <laughs> James, do we have to put you in the corner again when you said that you would not lose to Endgame? And what happened about a month or so after you said that? Endgame beat you, yeah, brother. I'm pretty sure you lost. You lost. But seriously, I mean, James, listen, man. I mean, stick to your Titanic. And, and your avatar, and that's fine. That's great. But you know, it's respectable he's going out swinging, though. Because he's, he's had, before you know Disney took over, he's had the top for a while. So oh, man. you got to go back after it. And they just... And remember how he also, within those comments of uh, when, after Endgame beat him, he said something about uh, re-releasing. And he was like, or mm. extending or something like they did. <laughs> He did the same thing with Avatar. And they're about to do a 10-year anniversary release type thing. I'm like, okay, you're doing the exact same thing. You just bad-mouthed Marvel for doing. And now you're actually in the Disney company. So you've got to be careful, brother. Good luck, James. <laughs> That's all we're going to say. Yeah. Good luck there, Cam. But yeah, not a lot in the news this week. Um, hopefully we have more to come next week but that's okay i know you're excited it gives us more time to talk about star wars yeah so that is the end of your nerd news (laughs) 30 and nerdy is brought to you by akita express right here in morristown tennessee freshly grilled hibachi full service portions and quality at a fast pace give akita express a try they are here in morristown at 3100 east morris boulevard When you stop by, tell them 30 and Nerdy sent you. Great news, everybody. We have a store. That's right. You can get your own 30 and Nerdy swag. Just go on over to companycasuals.com forward slash 
30 and nerdy swag. That's companycasuals.com forward slash three zero and nerdy swag. We have hats, we have shirts, we have bags, we have hats, anything you can think of. Uh, We also have a very special and exclusive limited time run on our Batman and Joker 30 and Nerdy shirts. Those are only going to be available through January 18th, so get your orders in quickly. And if you follow this link that I've given you, again, companycasuals.com forward slash 30 and Nerdy swag, you will get a special discount because we love you guys. So go check out our store. Thanks. And we are back. And that means that it is time for us to on Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, the end of the saga, end of an era, officially, officially the end, finito, the finally. And at this point, we're gonna go ahead and warn you one more time: if you haven't seen the movie, there will be spoilers. So you may want to pause for now and uh, check back in with us after you've seen mm-hmm. the movie. Because basically we're going to be giving you a lot of info of what happened in the movie, a full-on synopsis, um, and you don't want to you don't you don't want to be spoiled. You want to be fresh. Yes, absolutely. On this, um, so I'm going to give you a little bit of info first. Okay. Uh, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker is the ninth and final episode of the Skywalker saga, spanning almost half a century. This saga has been seen by fans of all ages since the 70s. It has definitely earned its spot as either the greatest, if not second greatest, franchise in all of nerddom. Uh, do you want to know what the first is? Um, Lord of the Rings. You would be correct. Absolutely. Uh, Star Wars changed lives, caused debates, became an escape, and even brought more people together from different walks of life. This movie was co-written and directed by J.J. Abrams. It was produced by Lucasfilm and Bad Robot Productions and was distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. So, there were a couple of issues, though, with this installment. After the new trilogy was announced following Disney's acquisition of Lucasfilm in 2012, it was originally reported that Last Jedi director Ryan Johnson would write the script for Episode Nine. Uh-huh. In August of 2015, Colin Trevorrow was hired to direct the film while constant collaborator Derek Connolly would co-write a new script. Both would eventually receive story credits with Abrams and Chris Terrio. In September of 2017, Trevorrow left the project following creative differences with producer Kathleen Kennedy, and Abrams was hired to return a few days later. I am glad... That Abrams returned yeah, for this out. one. <laughs> the return of JJ. Um, because, I mean, you've heard my, <coughs> my qualms with Ryan's direction. So, I'm, I'm at least glad it finished. And, and that just follows my qualms with the trilogy. If you're doing a trilogy, changing directors can be very risky. Not a great idea. Not a good no. idea. Um, Production. Principal photography began in August of 2018 at Pinewood Studios in England and wrapped in February of 2019. Post-production was completed on November 24th of this year. It premiered in L.A. on December 16th and was released theatrically mere days ago on December 20th here in the United States. And we have seen it twice now, Josh. Mm -hmm. Logan, you got to see it with us once last last night. Yeah, fresh. Um, Very fresh. Um... 
before we get into the synopsis, you know, initial thoughts going into Rise of Skywalker. What were you, what were your initial feelings? I know yours were very positive. I was definitely thinking positively. Um, I firmly believe that if you go in uh, ready to enjoy it, you will. And I also believe that if you go in looking for things to hate, you're going to hate it. Yep. Um, but I was very satisfied, very, very happy. Mm-hmm. Riff? Yeah, man, I was uh, super excited because we had a ton of conversations back and forth saying that you don't want to go into it with a judgmental heart in mind. So yes. just going in for the enjoyment. And I was super excited going in. So, mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Um, I immediately became more excited for this the minute that they announced J.J. was coming back. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I was immediately just like, okay, he did Force Awakens. And he did us right there. Um, again, can somebody have qualms with it? Sure. I have some problems with, with Seven. But I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that he was coming back made me even more like, okay, he's going to fix it. He's going to fix... And he fixed a lot of things I had questions and problems with. Well, it does kind of make you wonder, though, what would the... What, what was the original idea? You know, how much did he change? Mm-hmm. What would have happened? I don't know. I'd, I'd kind of like to I mean, know. It's, I mean, think about the Snyder Cut. Josh Whedon <laughs> changed a lot. Yeah. yeah. So... Maybe he did change a lot. Yeah. Maybe he looked at Ryan's initial script and was like, eh, no, we got to close it out, man. We got to close this chapter. So, yeah, I was excited. We had a blast. Um, there were tears shed. Free popcorn. We did get free popcorn. Your boy got some free popcorn. <laughs> yes. That's true, I did. Yes, I did. two boxes Y'all of weren't it. expecting that, me walking in. I was like, why did he buy Strutting us up popcorn? there with two big boxes of popcorn. For the price of? On the house. On the house. She was balling with that popcorn <laughs> coming up the stairs. Yeah. Uh, so I figured we just, like we have done most breakdowns, my friend, we would go through some synopsis, stop here and there, and discuss our thoughts. So. I'll start. I was going to say you should start. I read your mind. One year after the Battle of Crate, Kylo Ren obtains a Sith Wayfinder device and travels to the planet Exegol. He discovers a physically impaired Palpatine who reveals he created Snoke as a puppet to control the First Order and lure Kylo to the dark side, which he did successfully. Palpatine unveils a secret armada of Star Destroyers and tells Kylo to find Rey, who is continuing her Jedi training under General Leia Organa. Meanwhile, Finn, Poe, and Chewbacca retrieve information on Kylo's discovery originating from a First Order mole. After learning that Palpatine has returned, Rey discovers notes on a Sith artifact in the Jedi text Luke Skywalker left behind. Rey, Poe, Finn, Chewbacca, BB-8, and C-3PO leave for Pasana to seek a contact Luke knew while R2-D2 stays behind with Leia. So, thoughts. A lot um, in that. Strong opening with Kylo. Ooh, mm-hmm. he is wrecking things yeah. at the beginning of he, this. Uh, the big complaint about Kylo, of course, has been you know the kind of whiny he's baby. mentality he's had. Um, he's and right here, you get what you were expecting. Yeah, that we wanted super and last Jedi. Two films ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the uh, lightsaber sound that Kylo's Claymore saber makes is my favorite. I love yeah. Kylo's it's lightsaber. It's very intimidating. It's it's not like wong. And if you look at the blade too, it's like sort of unstable too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like, like he is. Yeah. yeah, like he so is. Chaotic and yeah, I love it. 
and it's it's very powerful like we have been you know used to Jedi and Sith having these somewhat samurai-esque uh battles with their lightsabers yeah. but he just comes in swinging yeah like a knight of ren I mean, he's the head of the night, you know, but like we would see in like King Arthur's day, mm -hmm. uh, just these massive claymore swords. Yeah. And I love cause, cause he overpowers most everybody he goes toe to toe with, like even Ray's trying to be all fanatical when they fought and he's just swinging away, just like, I'll tire him down eventually. Yeah. Despite his personality though, I got to say he's always been strong. That power has always been there yeah. and yeah. he's always been hinted at. If you think one of the, one of the first things we see is when he holds that that blast. That we blast talked about in the it seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's he's he definitely strong without his hand. Yeah. Like like even when he's having a conversation with Poe, like on the, effortless, on just then, it's just uh, staying there. One thing in the scene too, I thought was like, wait, who who's training Ray? Organa. Yeah, I mean Ray. Like who she, he she was like training from that whole time. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And it gave us that that moment of. Well, I mean, yeah, Leia could be a Jedi Master because she was a Jedi, mm -hmm. um, which we did get to see later on. We'll discuss that. Um, boom. And in this opening uh, little bit we read, I got five or six questions I had in Jedi answered. Right away. Right away. Mm -hmm. I was like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, JJ. I yeah. want to give him a call and <laughs> thank him personally. Yeah. So what do you um, think about uh, the Emperor there? I was... I knew, It's like you knew in the trailer, like, oh, Palpatine's back. Yeah. And even in the credit, the opening scroll, it says, you know, Palpatine is back. Like The they dead hear speak. The mm -hmm. dead speak. They hear the voice of Palpatine like, he's back and all that. But when you see him... He's oh, he's scary. I personally loved it. I loved the, the flickering light. Um, that you was what the warnings straight, were about, by the way. You never straight see... Huh? There were warnings uh, that they put up about uh, if you're sensitive Strobes, to certain yeah. lights and things mm -hmm. like that, yeah. that you could have an episode uh, in the movie, and that comes from the Palpatine effect with the light flickering mm -hmm. on his face. But I love the fact that we didn't see him very clearly. You could see his eyes have, you know... They're glazed over gla and white. I guess he's blind. He's not moving. He's got a, a big crane moving him around. Yeah, that he's look, connected to all these syringes. Fingers are crazy, man. Fingers are all are missing. Yeah. Uh, so this is the result of Vader throwing him down the, yeah. the thing in the Death Star, and then somehow he was resurrected um, through which, his Sith training his with Dark Plagueis. Yes, exactly. Um, it terrified me, also in the aspect of maybe it's because McDermott's gotten older. But his voice is deeper. Yeah, they put a lot so of like, effect on the Yeah, it's there. like, it's more deeper yeah, yeah. as opposed to up here. You know, and maybe it is because he was dead. He's been seasoned. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was well done. I loved it. Because after he gets that um, Wayfinder, that Sith Wayfinder, to Hexagol, um, he walks in there with that lightsaber donned and he's just like he's I'm just ready. gonna kill the emperor ready Kylo Ren is yeah. like nope I'm gonna kill him yeah he's, he's more powerful he's, he's sacrificed too much to get to the point where he is yeah. to not be ready to fight for it yeah mm -hmm. and he's just like I, I love how he's just ready to take on the emperor and he even like points it at him at one point and goes what can you give me and he's like, uh, he's everything, like everything you know he reminds me of just Snape 
Like how his like demeanor and like everything about him is just the like black the black hair, the it's, long just face, means something the, yeah. when he does it, pointy face, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we also get uh, the the team going to Pasana, this this dream team. I mean, I know our two stays back, but uh, you know they're going to to see a contact that Luke knew, and and you don't know who that is yet. This scene was pretty cool. Yeah, the big party going on. And I think both uh, times I've seen it, like, the when we saw it opening night, I leaned over to Becky and said, that's my kind of party. And she said, why? It's like choreographed dancing going on. They're all dancing at the same time. I said, yeah, it's like a musical. <laughs> I leaned over to Logan last night and said, that's my kind of party. Because um, it's just, it's a celebration, and there's a comedic moment there with 3PO. He knows all about the celebration. And he's like, you knew this was going on? Oh, of course, sir. It's very exciting that we're here at this time. And he just goes on and Happens on. Happens every 142 42 years. Every 42, 42 years. Now? And they're like, oh. And he just goes on and on. And yep. they look back at him and he stands there. And then he looks behind him like they're not looking at him. <laughs> um, and, and I've got to say, I don't think enough credit goes to Anthony Daniels. In these nine episodes, these nine two to two and a half hour movies, he's in. He's a constant. The three PO suit, walking around in this ridiculous suit, Mm -hmm. and acting as a droid. Think about it. How many of the characters have been in every single Star Wars movie? He's one of them. He's one. He's in all three prequels. He's been in all three sequels, and he's of course in all three originals. Are Two R two as well. Yeah, they might be the only two. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Never underestimate a droid. True. Never underestimate a droid. <laughs> um, there is the uh, funny light speed skipping to escape oh, the yeah. the first order that was Tie cool. Fighters. I liked that. And and you get like little glimpses of different planets, mm-hmm. systems that they've skipped through, and um, I thought. Maybe they are places we've seen or heard of. They're just kind of inferred. Like, um, I heard a fan theory that one of the places they skipped to was Dathomir. Oh, maybe the one with the big yeah. uh, monster? The big mm-hmm. monster thing. Maybe. I was like, it's, pretty, oh, it's a pretty cool. dry planet, though. Yeah. That was pretty cool, and the way that Poe and uh, Ray argued with each other when they got back to you're base. You're a difficult man. You're, 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 a difficult, you're a difficult man. But I, from the get-go, man, I enjoyed this. It... it it kind of gave you a uh, a Han feel too with Poe. Kind of set him up. It's like he's like a risk taker. Mm-hmm. Like with the because he they were saying that the Falcon couldn't make those jumps, and he's like, "Well, I just did." Well, so, I just did. <laughs> it's like it just did. Yeah. And he's like, "What'd you do to my droid? What'd you do to the ship?" And they're like back and forth yeah. arguing with each other. Um, kind of like Han and Leia. Exactly. There was yeah. definitely more of a Han and Leia feel there. Mm-hmm. Like we not had the interest, yeah. Up, not the, like, not the love interest, yeah. but like just the back and forth, the bickering, yeah, yeah the yeah. bickering. Um, I was I was hoping that they throw a little fan service into that bickering and have her call him a nerf herder or something like oh, that. that I was like, enough. oh man, she she could have called him that, and I'd have been happy with it. <laughs> but uh, how about you keep reading these? I, I like hearing you read them. On Pasana, they encounter Lando Calrissian, who leads them to the artifact's last known location in the desert. Kylo learns where Rey is through their force bond and travels to Pasana with the Knights of Ren. Rey and the others discover the remains of a Sith assassin, his ship, 
and a dagger inscribed with Sith text, which C-3PO's programming forbids him from interpreting. Sensing that Kylo is nearby, Rey goes to confront him. The First Order captures the Millennium Falcon, Chewbacca, and the dagger. Rey, attempting to save Chewbacca, accidentally destroys a First Order transport with Force Lightning. Big clue there. The group escapes on the assassin ship, presuming Chewbacca was killed in the explosion. And I looked... Well, opening night, Becky started freaking out Becky was so upset about Chewbacca. And I made a point to, at that scene, look at Logan, who was sitting beside me. His mouth dropped. Yeah. When and I was like, he can't end like <laughs> yeah. that. They were very surprised. A mistake? We were all just like, <gasps> that opening night, everyone just, wait. Not me. No, no, not you. Nah, Scholar found out something. <laughs> I knew better because I'd seen the trailers where he's flying the Falcon with Lando, so I knew he'd be okay. So that sounds like a missed detail? <laughs> I don't know, there were two. I don't think it's a missed detail. Watching uh, back through again. If you hadn't seen the trailer, you wouldn't know. Watching back through again last night, I did notice the second ship. We got Lando back, that was cool. It was great seeing Lando. I of was course, so excited. We knew him. that he was going to... Being it because of the trailer, but still there was that, there's Lando. Mm-hmm. Kind of like one of the old school people are, are here. Yeah. And we're good. And fortunately, he made it through. He did. <laughs> Him, Chewbacca, and the droids are all we got left from the from old the days. original trilogy. <laughs> I did like the, the addition of the flying stormtroopers. Oh, with the jetpacks. Yeah, with that the jetpacks. That was jet a cool packs. scene. Um, mm-hmm. it, it brought a difference. You know, not just regular stormtroopers that we're always used to. Um, they're always kind of changing them mm-hmm. um, here and there. Stormtroopers are equipped for any type of environment yes. and situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these flying. They're flying now? They're flying now. <laughs> so they come across this ship, the Sith Assassin's ship. Right. And Ray looks at it and goes, I've seen that ship before. And obviously, if you followed along with this trilogy, you're like, so have we, so have we, mm-hmm. so have we. You know, that's the ship that left you at Jakku. Um, but yeah, we, we get this this almost grueling uh, death of Chewie, except for obviously Josh knew it wasn't his death. And we get the Force Lightning, which... First big... Uh... Is it a hint, though? Because Dooku also uses... Force lightning. So yes, I just think to... there's something dark and sinister inside her. Yes, yeah, I, I, because the lightning is definitely more associated to the dark side. But yes. you have to think too, though. Kylo was there as well, mm-hmm. so she might have been amplified a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because That's true. Have, we haven't figured out they're a dyad yet. Um, no, he hasn't said that. He hasn't said it yet. I mean, it's but we've known. We've for a been while. given many clues. There are. I mean, they can Skype. The years. They can FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, for Skype through a distance. Yeah, um, but I mean, that was a cool scene too when like Ray jumped over uh, Kylo's ship and cut the wing off. Yeah, that was a cool like little slow. That was like that the, was the first teaser trailer. teaser we got. Yeah, yeah. And she was like running away and did that little matrix jump. Yeah, yeah. There's also this serpent creature that they come in contact with in the cave and oh, i didn't man. catch it the first night but i caught it last night yeah. that there's an indiana jones joke somewhat there he they find a body of bones and poe says oh it had to be bones i don't like bones then what's the next creature they see yeah. a big snake i don't like snakes right so it's like it's not on the nose 
of a joke, but I think it's it's obviously it's there for a reason. Probably they purposely like yeah. they want people to go ah uh-huh, mm. Indiana Jones okay you own that too. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, any other thoughts on that little little uh, segment? I think it just builds up how Ray could go a lot of different directions at this point because mm-hmm. she's kind of messing with Kylo, trying to break away from that, and then she's trying to save Chewie, which was a pretty awesome scene too because she held back the ship, and then Kylo until and Kylo were, yeah up. yeah then they were like fighting so it kind of displays how powerful. Like they really are, and I loved the aspect of when they're kind of in their downtime talking about what happened. She says, "I lost control." Like she immediately just knew, like, "Oh my mm-hmm. god, I went too far. I lost control." And which is, you know, whatever Jedi like, gets told. Oh no, you know, whatever Jedi gets told when you've had a proper master is don't lose control. Mm-hmm. Don't let your feelings get in the way. She's never really had a proper master is another thing that I don't think we've taken enough from these trilogies. I will be mm-hmm. the first to say is, she's not had a proper master. Well, you don't know what Leia's taught her, though. I mean, And yeah. we don't really know what all Luke taught her. Well, no. We didn't see everything. I think, you know, just like in the original trilogy, when Luke goes to Dagobah, he has learned a lot over that span of time. We just don't need to see every single thing. <laughs> so that's my argument to that. Okay. Easy there, buddy. Easy Wasn't a disagreement. The gosh, oh my gosh, toxic. This is what I'm used to. You know? <laughs> We're all friends here, buddy. Poe suggests that they head to Kijimi to have the Sith text extracted from C-3PO's memory. It provides coordinates to a Wayfinder device on Endor, leading to Palpatine's location. Ray senses Chewbacca is alive, and the group mount a rescue mission. While Kylo searches for Rey, the group infiltrate his Star Destroyer with the help of Zori Bliss, an old friend of Poe's. Through the Force, Kylo tells Rey that she is Palpatine's granddaughter. Palpatine has ordered her death as a child, fearing her power. Rey recovers the dagger and has visions of the assassin using it to kill her parents. General Hux discovers the group and reveals himself to be the Mole. He allows them to escape on the Falcon, but is executed for treason. Kijimi is destroyed as a show of force. Uh, I thought it was kind of odd that they just went into this Star Destroyer guns blazing. Like, in the past, you always try to have a plan, how to infiltrate, be sneaky about things, mm-hmm. and they're just landing in there and going in, you know. With... They had that uh, chip, though, right? I think they were also all on high emotion. Because not only did they just see the death of Chewie, but now they've learned that he's alive. And they're almost at this this point of whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just go in guns. Well, we got to go in there. Let's let's just get it done quickly, and let's get him out of there. And we know that she's just been an emotional wreck already, and that's got Finn on edge because they seem to also have somewhat of a connection. Yeah. Um, in 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 this series, and of course Poe loves gun bla- guns blazing, <laughs> so he's just like I'm here for it. Let's shoot everyone. Ask questions later. But this scene of Kajimi, we get to meet some new characters. <laughs> <laughs> Which, oh. We've talked about this little creature. Baba Frank or Baba Frank. <laughs> Babu Frank. Baba Frank. Yay! Yay! Buddy. <laughs> and he is this uh, technician, basically. He can rewire and 
hijack well, he's any... He's small enough that he can get to all the little tiny spots in the droid's yes. heads. Yes, he is a tiny little thing. And you have to appreciate, too, like... How they've toned down the CGI some and used like the puppets and everything. It like makes they it used feel to, right? so much better. Like that Jim Henson dark crystal feel, like the yeah. old school Star Wars. I think Wars it's felt. better. It does. Less CGI works sometimes. Because we were talking about the prequels, and I felt like I just had too so much CGI. Much yeah. CGI. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so this Babu Frick is. is <laughs> he might be one of my favorite characters. Adorable. <laughs> And, like, you can only understand certain parts of what he says because he is an alien. Droid memory, go black. Go black. Mado, hello, bubble free. And we get to meet Poe's ex-girlfriend, and they all used to run Zori. together. Zori. Carrie yeah. Russell. Carrie Russell. She's got these two cool, they look like old-school cowboy-type pistols. Pistols. Um, mm. Almost like a hand cannon from Bioshock or something. And... We only get to see her eyes, and we find yeah, out super that, cool look though. Yeah, we get we find out that Poe was part of that gang, and and she's trying to get out of this world too because the Empire or First Order has started like abducting the children hmm. and taking them into the Stormtrooper Initiative, and they're constantly raiding the town and looking for any loyalists to the Resistance whatsoever, and it's kind of showing that things have gotten darker than Poe even expects. Like, things are bad. Things were bad on Crate. Things are kind of dull on their where their base is on the other planet. But this planet's got it rough. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, he's just like, I don't know if we even get that scene where he's like, you know, we, we asked for help on the Battle of Crate and nobody came. It's got me thinking that nobody's going to come. People are just too afraid. And we have no chance. And she's like, I know you don't believe that. Yeah. Uh, there's more of us. She's like, there is more of us. The the First Order wins by making you feel, think you're alone. Yeah, they made that big. Like yeah. A, just like a Poe kind of over the hurdle of like mm-hmm. pretty much taking on Leia's role as like yeah. a leader. Yeah, you know? pretty much. So they like kind of hit that throughout like he's trying to become a step up. Yes. And we get this cool little, like, Skype, FaceTime lightsaber fight. Which not just shows the connection, but it shows how strong they both are and the connection is. That's something I anticipate a lot of the, you know, the complainers are going to be up in arms about. That it was was a really stupid thing that they could fight without being in the same room or whatever. But um, I think it's totally cool that yeah it shows that connection that they have so and he steals her uh necklace the first time he does yeah the first time analyzed so they're they're fighting back and forth and he's telling her you know you're a palpatine and logan asked me last night he goes where'd the berries go and because like (laughs) they do this back and forth camera thing where like she starts seeing things he's knocked over and then he starts seeing things she's knocked over so, like, he, when fighting, knocked over berries in that little market area he was at, but she sees them fall all over the white floor. Then when they fight, a few seconds later, the berries are gone. <laughs> Logan goes, where'd the berries go? Oops. Oops. <laughs> um, the, but then the way he finds out where she's at is they accident, she accidentally knocks over Vader's helmet. Yeah. Right. And he sees that fall on the ground beside him, and he's like, oh, that's where you're at. Like, and she's like, no, just tell me. And he's like, don't, no, no, no. 
I'll tell you in a minute. I'll be there to tell you in a minute. Yeah, because at this point, he's not even thinking about killing her anymore. He's like, you're going to be with me. Yeah. I held out my hand once, and you wanted to take it. You'll take it again next time I offer it. So we also get to see that Hux was the mole. I feel... I wish he had survived. Really? I wish that he... uh, I mean, I don't know that it would have worked... But in that moment, I kind of wanted it to be like, you know, I've had a total change of heart. I'm going to join with you guys. It sucks here. And then he, you know, participates in the last battle or something. I don't think I wanted him to have a total change of heart. But when I found out he was the mole, I immediately thought to myself, he's not a mole for the resistance. He's a mole against Rand. And then he gives that dialogue. He says, I don't care if you win. I just need Rand to lose. I just felt like he was never like... A good Sith leader, though. I thought he, he was kind of like the C three PO of Sith. <laughs> oh no, of not the in the Empire. Force Awakens. He's just like Force Awakens. He gave a, that big speech. Well, he's like used for like jokes and like throwaway stuff. Mainly Last Jedi. Yeah, that was yeah. mainly in well, the Last Jedi. I mean, he was a big failure after the first movie. Yeah, nobody took him seriously after that. Somebody has to take the Force choke. You know, <laughs> he he was that guy. <laughs> Shoot me in the arm, <laughs> so, so that <laughs> they, they won't believe it. They won't. They won't believe it. He shoots her in the leg, and this we get to meet this general pride, mm-hmm. who apparently, from what we've gathered, used to serve the emperor. It's implied that he was a part of the old. Yeah, empire. he was a part of the old. He's been there a long time. Yeah, and he is played by I can never remember his name, but he's a good bad guy. He plays a bad guy in most everything he's in. Um, he. Delivered Hux is there with this cane and his bandage around his knees like it was a, a focused attack. They they shot me in the leg and they made me let them escape and he goes, Oh really? And is then, that what happened? And then he just shoots him. Yeah, kills Hux no right then and there. Or anything. Just, just mid like, discussion. And he's like, And tell him we know who the traitor is. We found our spy. <laughs> yes. But um, he like we were talking about earlier before uh we started recording, like he feels like an old school, like Sith Star leader. Wars villain. Yeah, his yeah. name is Richard E. Grant. Yes. Yeah, he did so good. The only time I've ever seen him play someone of a good guy was in the 90s. He was in the movie Spice World. He was with also the Spice in Dracula. Girls. The original? Like the old school Dracula? Uh, the 1992 one. Ah. He's a, he's a classically trained actor. Um, he's been in a lot of uh, British classics. So, and you can tell the way he kind of carries himself, the way he performs, you know, somewhat of like what you'd get got out of Alec Guinness in the originals. <laughs> or uh, you Peter Cushing. Or, yeah, Peter Cushing. So, he kills Hux, and you're just kind of like, well, he's not getting his own trilogy <laughs> on D- Disney+. Plus. He's not getting a spinoff. Next, the group follows the coordinates to Endor. They meet a former stormtrooper, Janna, who leads them to the remains of the second Death Star. Rey uses the dagger to locate the Wayfinder. Upon touching it, she envisions herself as a Sith. Kylo, having tracked the group to Endor, destroys the Wayfinder and engages Rey in a duel. A dying Leia calls to Kylo through the Force, but Rey impales him. Sensing Leia's death, Rey heals Kylo and takes his ship. She exiles herself on Octo, shaken by her Sith lineage. Luke's spirit appears and encourages Rey to face Palpatine as he once faced Darth Vader. He provides her with Leia's lightsaber. He provides her with Leia's lightsaber and his old X-wing. 
Ray leaves for Exegol, using the Wayfinder on Kylo's ship. On Endor, Kylo converses with a vision of his father and throws away his lightsaber, reclaiming his identity as Ben Solo. Mm. We'll get to that. Probably one of my favorite parts of the movie was that whole thing on the Death Star out in the middle of the ocean. Uh, her climbing through the Death Star, and you see the stormtrooper armor laying around. Old school. She goes in the throne room and everything. Sees herself as a Sith with a cool lightsaber, double double bladed. Right. But it starts out like folded together, yeah, and it's she just this little click thing. This is what she could become if she yes. embraces her lineage. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then engages. I think that it would have been cool to see more of her duel with herself. Maybe a little more. Yeah, like what if uh, when she did face the Emperor, he had created some sort of, like he did with Snoke, he created yeah. some sort of dark ray mm-hmm. yeah. that she had to defeat. Yes. Or like Dark Link in the Water Temple. Oh, Never Shadow <laughs> Link. Yeah. The hardest level ever. <laughs> um, so, Janna, we get this scene with uh, Finn and this new character we've met, Janna, on Endor. Right. And now, correct me if I'm wrong. The final battle in Return of the Jedi takes place on one of the moons of Endor, correct? Yeah. yeah. So this is not the same place where the This Ewoks is not the forest moon of Endor. Okay. No. This is the actual planet Endor. I don't know for sure that it's the planet Endor or not. I assume Because they it say is. that. Yeah, I guess it it's is. It's on Endor, yeah. And so we get this moment where, like... He says, man, why do you have a bunch of First Order parts? And she goes, oh, well, there was a ship wrecked on the other side of the uh, the field, and we scavenged it for parts. It was the same ship that we wrecked to this planet when we got here, and we revolted. He Basically, she's saying, I used to be a stormtrooper, and Finn's like, I used to be a stormtrooper. And so she says this. It just felt there was this moment where they were asking all of us to execute civilians, and there was just this feeling. Mm-hmm that this was not the right thing to do. And, and we're he, sort of led to believe that it happened in a, a bunch of them all at once. Yes, mm-hmm. at the same time. One might say the Force awakened yes, within them. That maybe when Finn had his moment uh, after the death of uh, Santeca mm-hmm. in Episode 7, that at the same time somewhere else, these other stormtroopers are having their moment. Right. So it kind of begs like, okay... They're not using clone armies. They're just finding children and raising them in this stormtrooper protocol. Are they purposely looking for force-sensitive people? I don't think so. Or is this just a... I think they just happen to be, you know? Okay. Um, But I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, okay. Well, but we should also say, it doesn't confirm that that means that they're force-sensitive. That's just sort of the theory we have. Or is it just the force stopping what they're doing? could be that, too. Because Because we've also been led to that the force could also be considered as this separate, almost human-like entity. It's like destiny, too, yeah. in a way. And Finn says the thing about the Force brought me to Ray; It led me here and there mm-hmm. and wherever. So we don't know for sure that that means they're Force-sensitive. I just think that's sort of a good way to go with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it just sort of... Definitely hints at it, though. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So we get to the Death Star, and after this little snippet of seeing Clone Ray. Here's Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. And he crushes the Wayfinder she finds. And he's like, the only way you're going to the Emperor now is with me. Smart. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get a really cool duel. I know, you know, I was like, man, Last Jedi didn't have any duels. 
this was a good duel. This was a great duel. This was a really good duel. And waves are crashing, and it's ugly outside and rainy. And basically, we get to this point where, like, they're even. Mm-hmm. It's like neither one of them can really get an upper hand on the other. And, and Finn tries to charge yes. Kylo. <laughs> yeah, Finn's like, no! And she uses the force and shoots him here. back. She's like, go away! <laughs> He's going to kill you again. <laughs> He'll slice you up again. We get this almost another moment of Ray going too far. With impaling Kylo. Yeah, you, the emotion, too far. emotions were a little high there. Yes, mm. but we get to see this really peaceful scene with Leia laying down. And mm-hmm. Maz is like, Leia now knows what she has to do to reach Ben. It'll yeah, take because... every bit of what she has left before like ray got the stab off kylo was kind of get the upper hand of her yes like just swinging the claymore and she was yeah. kind of out of breath and then we're led to believe leia kind of connected to with, kylo yeah yeah and just was like hey chill out a little bit <laughs> she's like ben and he stops and there's yeah. like this entire minute and a half moment it felt like where everything stopped and ray still he drops his lightsaber, almost like, okay, I'm done. And like, okay, I, w- I won't fight her anymore. I- I'm sorry. Not necessarily like going back to the light just then, I, di- I don't think. I kind of took it more as like he was surprised. It, it kind of stopped him in his yeah. tracks and he let it go. And she catches it Not and as just a choice. impales him. And I remember that on opening night, we were all like, It's <gasps> yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. Like, didn't see that coming. And it showed her go overboard again. Almost like that. She's taking her first steps to becoming Palpatine, definitely. And then she does something that we haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. Uh, She uses the Force to heal his wound. In this movie is the first time we have seen someone heal with the Force. Like, Mm -hmm. we never got to see Qui-Gon do it or Obi-Wan. or. um, I mean, it was quick, but the snake kind of made it... A little bit more, like it wasn't out of nowhere with yeah. the Kylo thing, but yeah. they didn't set it up like extended. But it's yeah, like she we knew that she had it in her now. And is this her transferring part of her life force? That's um, the way I took it. Yeah, I think so. Because so, I mean, but she, she can still feels a little weaker. Yeah, but she can recover from it. It's not like a permanent. Yeah, like I'm pouring out of my glass and into yours, and I don't yeah. get it back. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think. Unless you do it too much, like he does in the end. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what I was fixing to say. Yes. Um, like, oh, if what, you get to the point where you're weak and you zero. stop, you'll regain that yeah. power. If you're at 1% of the That's meter what I mean and you do it, you're yeah. dead. Yes. We see the death of Leia. As she just... She has given every bit of her, um, her essence, herself, her force, to just have one last chance at saying, Come on, Ben. Yeah. This isn't you. And she dies, and you hear that famous whenever R2 sad that mm-hmm. yeah. um, very sad. And can we talk about how impressive it is that they were able to give Leia a story in this movie and finish her story up very nicely when she's not alive? When she's not even a, she filmed enough stuff for them to give her a story. And if you really go into it knowing that, you can tell where some of it is a little uh, awkward and unnatural because mm-hmm. they had to just piece things together and yeah. make it work. But I think that if you were someone who didn't know that Carrie Fisher had died, 
you probably would wouldn't know yeah. that that's not really her yeah. standing there, you know. I think there was a moment there where I started to tear up mainly because, not just because Leia was dead or Carrie was dead, but think about this. Carrie, the, one of the first times we see Leia is she's putting the message into R2 for yeah. Obi-Wan. And R2 is by her bed when she dies. Yeah. Kind of like this very fitting, very fitting moment that R two was, you know, there. Um, but yeah, so we then she takes off in his his X wing or his Tie fighter, and goes off and we get well, that, that yeah that was that, oh, that was one of my favorite parts too moment you just hear from behind him hey kid when I first heard the hey kid I was like that's not Luke and when it shows Han I was like man. They did it. Gotcha. They freaking brought Han back. Like, they did it. And they didn't do it in Force Ghost because, obviously, he's not Force-sensitive. Mm-hmm. But it was Ben's memory. Luke said, Han. in The Last Jedi, if you strike me down in anger, I'll always be with you just like your father. Han struck- is constantly always with him, which yeah. I think is another reason why killing him wasn't enough to turn him completely. Yeah, because he's going to stay with He's him. taking that with him. Yeah. And... I loved, and he's like, "No, you're dead." And he's like, "No, Ben's dead," and and Harrison, Han goes, "No, Kylo Ren's dead. My son is alive." And we just get that moment where he chucks that Claymore lightsaber away, and he called I, him dad. That was did you? That was his last full word of dialogue he said in the movie was "dad." He filmed that last. No. That's the last time Kylo speaks in the <gasps> entire movie is dad. Wow. I mean, when he lands on the chain, he goes, uh, like that. But his last word he says is dad. And then he doesn't speak the rest of the movie. Oh. That's nice. Yeah. Worked I, out. I noticed that last night. I was like, he hasn't talked this entire last quarter of the movie. I was like, the last thing he said was dad. I guess technically the last thing he said was ouch, though. Technically. Yeah. <laughs> when he but, um, the last meaningful thing he said. Yes. I mean, he said, Dad. And we see Ben. We kind of see this this new lighter stepping. Like, if you notice, like, his steps are lighter now. Like, he used, when he's Kylo, you hear that clunk, clunk, clunk when he walks. And it's just his shoes. But when he's running into Exegol to help Ray, it's like light feet. Almost as if, you know, it's lifted. The dark side's lifted mm, sure. off. Sure. Ghost Luke. The Luke. Let's talk about the Luke yes. scene. Yes. So she throws, uh, she tries to throw her lightsaber or Luke's lightsaber into the fire where she's burning Kylo Ren's Tie Fighter, and there's Luke catching it. What are you doing? Yeah. A Jedi's <laughs> weapon deserves more respect. I think that this was not just Luke saying I was wrong for how I acted in Last Jedi. I think it was. The writer saying that was wrong to write Luke like that, because if you watch interviews with Hamill, he even says, "I know, I, I question, I question that decision." So, and I, it was nice to this was the Luke he finally that, lifted and he up. finally lifted the that stinking X wing. Oh, that was such excellent fan service. Because yeah. remember, he couldn't when he left before he left Dagobah. That you know, that's great. why I, I figured out my block of why I don't like Ray completely. It's because I think I'm kind of bitter because Ray is kind of what I wanted to see Luke as become. I, yeah, 
the we power. never got that on screen, which I know it's not Luke's story anymore. Yeah. He's, you know, you it's whatever. Luke, I've though. wanted that like, powerful, young, yeah. virile Luke after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I and agree. Then, I mean, and I then would... Ray's got it all, and you're like, but Luke earned it. <laughs> Luke, no. <laughs> we don't get to see Luke doing backflips and no, stuff no, like that. Even when she was like doing the meditation with all the rocks. Yeah. And stuff around her, that meditation scene was super Well, crazy. we did get to see one old school scene when Luke was meditating. Remember, he had R2 floating in the air, and he had Yoda floating, and mm. he lost control. <laughs> like, R2, wow! I love the Luke scene. I feel like it, yeah. it, it helped. That was where we got to see that awesome flashback of yes. Luke and Leia training, training. Mm-hmm. together. So cool. And yeah. I love when they, they do the CG... Faces to like make they the, were a young version. like yeah. they did with Tarkin in Rogue One, and they and did with Leia. Leia in Rogue uh, One. That's that's always done so so and well. The fighting choreography in that, like showing that Luke and Leia were amazing duelists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it it answered something I had a problem with is yep. you don't get to see or use the Force till now, and they're like, well, but she had it, and they they, they fixed it here. I would have liked that scene in the Last Jedi, but. Yeah. It was great here. Oh, but the whole purpose of that scene was to explain that she knew what she's I, doing. Yeah, to train, she could train Ray. Um, Which I I see a lot of people having problems with that too. Not, I'm just saying, like in the future, I think they will, just because it wasn't like elaborated on. And that's like one of the biggest gripes of like who taught her, like why is Leia Mary Poppinsing in the uh, the ship and stuff. So now. I don't know if they did enough to like silence all of that but it was nice to have yeah. like a at least an answer and it silenced me you know silenced yeah. me and it was cool because she's she, it always hints at it at the uh you know the original three anyway so yeah yeah um i'm still i would have liked a, a scene with the original three all together still mm-hmm or even all four of them that have been cool like a flashback but it just makes you not like the last jedi a little bit, just because. What is, Luke how is was it like, you so word it? It makes it made it a lot it. of Last Jedi feel like unnecessary. Unnecessary, you know. Mm-hmm. And after it's all said and done, I feel that way about like Rose. What? Why? I was. I, that's yeah. the question I had too. Is like, it wouldn't it weird like how Finn just passed her. They're kind of like a love interest in Last Jedi, and they didn't even like, acknowledge. Yeah, she kissed him, and she passed out, and then it's kind of like a. Yeah, I know that was like, hey, buddy. buddy, gotta go, Rose. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, we're still gonna talk gross. about that weird kiss you gave me last year. <laughs> we're not gonna talk about it. <laughs> I just thought that in Last Jedi, Rose was very cheesy and corny and kind of silly. And in this one, she was a lot better. And Why there was do a they lot have a uh, single guard guarding the pods? Yes, they just key code it, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> that was her part in Last Jedi. One girl. Like, imagine if fifty people tried to flee. She ain't shocking all fifty of them. <laughs> We She's ain't like, all bought tickets to the concert. We I, rushed the gates. <laughs> I agree, though. She was less unnecessary in this movie and more... But, like, if if Rose didn't exist, the movie would have turned out the same in both both cases. Last Jedi and in Rise of Skywalker. Actually, in I Last think. Jedi, I would have gotten my wish and Finn would have died if Rose didn't exist. That's true. He would have died sacrificing himself. Yeah, yeah Finn had a lot of standing around in this one. Yeah. He's he was the but he also had a little bit very, more edge to him, more, more confidence, yeah. more confidence. It's been a year since the Battle of Crate. 
So he was like the the support friend. Yeah, he was very supportive. The one he said, "Hold hands," <laughs> like pose like we're holding hands. He's like we're holding hands. Like this has been a thing for the past year. Finn's always like, "Rally up, guys! Circle up, circle up, circle up! Hold your hand." So before we get to the finale of this finale, um, of the finale, like <laughs> we're in the finale breakdown of our finale episode of the finale of Skywalker Saga. Any other thoughts before we finish her up? No. Shell, we'll take us to the end here. All right, the grand finale. Rey arrives on Exegol and transmits her location to the Resistance. She confronts Palpatine, who demands she kill him to become a Sith herself. The Resistance engages in battle with Palpatine's fleet. Ben overpowers the Knights of Ren and arrives to help Rey. Palpatine rejuvenates himself by absorbing the life essence of Rey and Ben. He incapacitates Ben and attacks the Resistance fleet with Force Lightning. A weakened Rey hears the voices of past Jedi who lend her their strength. Palpatine attacks her with his lightning, but Rey deflects it using the Skywalker lightsabers, killing him. Rey dies soon after, but Ben sacrifices himself by using the Force to resurrect her. The two kiss before Ben becomes one with the Force. The Resistance, backed by reinforcements, destroy the remainder of Palpatine's fleet. As the galaxy celebrates, Rey visits the Lars homestead on Tatooine and buries the Skywalker lightsabers, having built her own. A local asks her name. As the spirits of Luke and Leia look on, she gives her name as Rey Skywalker. And thus, the rise of Skywalker. You think it's her? I think so. Well, I think, I think it it's I think it's a combination of all of them. Okay. <clears throat> I like that. I think that the the scene with the Emperor and the big uh, big battle there was really, really cool, uh, except for the fact that the Knights of Ren were there, and they've served also, Again, like, Rose, like Rose, no purpose in the movie. I've been, we've been hearing about the Knights of Ren since Episode 7. I have been looking forward to the Knights of Ren. Same. And we just now got them in this, yeah. and they're just, they're, they're a posse. That's, That's what they yeah. are. That's a gripe are, I have, for sure. They are, if... If I were to become a famous actor, I would have five... Or, or like the show that you love to watch, Rev. Uh, remember Jeremy Piven was in it? Entourage. Entourage. They're his entourage. Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was under the impression they were the students he took from Luke. I think that... Yeah, I, I still one, think that's the case. None of them used lightsabers or the Force ever right. again. I've been wanting this. Yeah, yeah. they were underwhelming. And very underwhelming. This is like no purpose. Yeah. But uh, beyond that, all the stuff with Emperor I thought was really, really cool. I liked when he absorbed their life force and he was sort of young again. We saw our old school Our old yellow-eyed Emperor. Love that. Uh, The big battle when we sort of had an Avengers Assemble moment. Yes. When Poe's given up and, you know. I think they took that straight out of. I mean, Disney owns them both. Yeah. That was straight out of Endgame. It's, It's hopeless. We are at like Cap's about to die, Poe's about to die. It's hopeless. Then you hear the static, and How you hear the voice. How did you guys feel about like every ship having uh, Death Star cannon capabilities? I did not like that because they felt like when they talked about them, like super overpowered. And then like a bunch of farmers and people got their like cars and come and like shot them down. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit much. I didn't like that part. I feel I like I would imagine. I would have been fine if, like, the, like, who's the main general like, now? Pride. Ad- Admiral yeah. Pride, if his ship 
was the planet killer. <clears throat> just one of them. Yeah. But, like, there were thousands they of say, these yeah. things. They, they made it seem like it was just hopeless. It's a the, world ender. The yeah. sheer size of the fleet, I think, was threat enough. Yeah. But then be like, wait, and the they fact that all they all have planet killing guns. They literally like were yes. risen from the ocean the, or whatever ocean, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Ice. I think it was all yeah. ice. So um it's just straight out of endgame. Cause it's hopeless. It still felt cool though. It's pointless. We're all gonna die. So many and then there's the static and then there's the static through the headset. Instead of saying on your left cap, you hear, but there's more of us, Poe. And then, boom, instead of portals opening up, you get the entire rebellion finally shot. I was like, that seems familiar. That was your initial reaction? Your initial reaction wasn't, yes! Oh, no, no, no. Opening night, I was like, holy crap. This is, yes, this is what... But last night, I was like... I don't care if it's similar or not. I thought it was No, no, I'm not knocking it. But it's a good formula. It's a great obviously. formula. I mean, it jacks you up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like I was like, I feel like I'm in one of those ships, and I'm helping them, and I'm taking down the new empire, the final order, whatever. I was like, I am, I am in that cockpit with Chewie and Lando right now, and I am, like, <laughs> it, it jacks you up. Like I felt like a kid watching Star Wars again. We got to see Wedge there on one of Wedge the and Tilly's. Yeah. All he said was, "Nice flying, Lando." Mm-hmm. But hey. Fan service. Yep. Flashback. How do you guys feel about the uh, the saber pass? I feel like that might be controversial. They have I totally set they, us up for that. Though. They set yeah. us up. Their connection, mm-hmm. almost as if they can. I mean, they can do things that. Now, for average fans, someone may need to deeply explain. Just how impossible it is to have a dyad. Yeah, like like it's thousands of, of years between like imp- when Emperor Palpatine realized who, what they are, that they're a dyad in the Force. It's been thousands of years since we've last seen yeah. a dyad in the Force. They can do things that Qui Gon can't do. There's strength in the power Yoda of can't two, do. and that's the, like so. We hear about the Sith power of two, the rule yes. of two, you know, whatever. But this is a thing similar to that, but I guess even stronger. Yes. And that's what's... The two are one. That's how Palpatine's able to, to come back. Yeah. Um, so, I, th- I I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was cool. Uh, it's just, and she knew he was there. There's that, again, mm-hmm. there's that look. He's just like, I'm here. Because he didn't have a lot of time to, like, kind of expand on that connection. So, the way yeah. he did it, I thought was pretty yes. well. Like, it made yeah. you understand, like, how big their connection was. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I think they tried to explain it in Last Jedi when Luke says, "I've seen raw power like this before." Yeah, and we got clues all the way through. We got clues mm-hmm. all the way through. Yeah, the voices that she heard. Oh yeah, yeah. The voices that called out to her through the Force, saying that we are with you, we believe in you. Um, we she know was hulking up. She was hulking up. We know Be that Qui Gon. Be with me. Yeah, Qui Gon was a voice. Uh, old Obi Wan and Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan. Yoda. Yoda, Mace Windu. Mace Windu, Anakin. Ugh. Ugh. Hayden Christian's Anakin. Of all people, um, I don't, I'm probably not saying the name right, but the character name was like Adi Galia. She was one of the uh, Jedi on the council in the prequels. Red she was and in white. the credits. She's, yeah. She had like the weird ears yeah, or the something. The weird ears. She's red and white. Then we got, was Ahsoka in Ahsoka there? Ahsoka said, Ahsoka, Ahsoka speak. 
Um, and Kanan from Kanan Rebels. Kanan from Rebels. Mm-hmm. Freddie Prince Jr.'s character <laughs> from Rebels. They all spoke to her, and she hulked up and uh, defeated the Emperor. Another uh, Avengers-type cool. moment there. Uh, I am all of the Sith. I am and all the Jedi. I am Iron Man. And I just wanted her to put her fingers up and snap. And him blow up. And then he dissolves. <laughs> he just dissolves into yeah. nothing. Yeah. You know what we're going to do? We're going to take this idea and this idea. And it's like, this is a great idea. And everybody's like, that was the ending to Endgame. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do the Endgame. It's become an ending. It's become its own formula. We're going to do the Endgame. That's what we're going to do. It jacks people up. It gets them hype. Nobody's <laughs> going to notice until like 10 years later and we've seen the same ending. Like, like if times. you... <laughs> I love it! <laughs> You can watch Endgame in this movie back to back and be like, they're so diverse. Wait a second. Wait a minute. This ending's been done before. But, like I said, it jacks you up. Those kind of endings. Sure. Um, But I I would give... How do you like the uh, Emperor's chain lightning? I thought that was a pretty cool scene. Oh, taking down the ships and stuff? That was very cool. It's huge. Because he was pretty much consuming the planet with... Electricity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The finale was great. It was beautiful. But I have one complaint. Uh-oh. Now I want more. Really? <laughs> they showed us a surviving Ray, claimed to be a Skywalker, with a new lightsaber. Wow, how the... With a new lightsaber. How the tables have turned. With a yellow-beamed lightsaber, first of all. Color we have not seen in these shows, in yeah. these movies, we've yet to see. Right. So they gave us a new crystal <laughs> color, and I was like, "Ooh, now I want her to rebuild the temple." <laughs> Truthfully, no. It was a great ending. It was beautiful. I don't want more, but I wouldn't be angry for more. Yeah. Because I was like, "Okay, is she gonna redecorate the Skywalker house and rebuild the temple and?" I, I could use more. I don't need it, but I could use more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think it was uh, a lot of things, like we talked about, were answered. I think there was like, I don't know, I think it was more like a, a lot of apology stuff, which I enjoyed. Any type of nostalgia mm-hmm. that you get is good, just like with the X-Wing. Like, that's something we've wanted to see for years. So it's like, I don't mind it. I hate he had to apologize so much for like The Last Jedi, it felt, but... I think overall it was it was a pretty good tie. Mm-hmm. I don't have I wasn't displeased. Like I could like we talk about if you sit here yeah. and pick about things. We also we know as your best friends that you're very hard to impress. Mm-hmm. It was it it's was a good Star Wars <laughs> experience. So it's I I have nitpicky things, but yeah. it's nothing like I think you can say that about any Star Wars though. Yeah, you can say that about anything. That too. I think it's I don't know. I feel like it gave you a lot of good Star Wars things. I just felt it was like... Not that I'm complaining, but it felt like it missed a little bit of soul. Like you got a lot of Star Wars casing, which was awesome. Which I'm not complaining about, but it felt like... I wish, since it's a new story, like it would have like some type of like... Not so much of the old feel. You know what I'm saying? Because like, the story... That they told about Ray has been kind of told. I think with that comes how Seven started out. Yeah. I think There's Seven so many was changes. so nostalgic and so New Hopey. I know I've said that a thousand times. It could have been different from the beginning, and I think Last Jedi would have been less hated. 
if if seven were a complete turnaround from yeah. a normal Star Wars. Perhaps. But you have to hook them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think how are you gonna not have that type of stuff when you've got the original big three coming yeah. back? You've gotta reference all that stuff. You gotta yeah, absolutely do that. Um I'm happy to say that the uh the trolls as I call them, the online trolls, oh. the the toxic fans uh, I've been reading the comments, which I try not to do, but I've been oh, no. curious. And you know what? I'm proud to say that probably three fourths of the things that I read are positive comments. People are Way happy. More positive. People are very satisfied. You know, you'll have people say, "Well, there were things here and there that I didn't like, whatever," but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, and we discussed this texting yesterday. Tomato Eater gave it a what was it a, f- a fifty nine? Fifty nine mm-hmm. critics. Gave it a high B, low A. No, no, no. Fans. Critics gave it, yeah. Critics yeah. are Tomato Eater. Instead of like Cisco and Ebert these days, we have Tomato Eater that rates everything. They gave it a, a, an F, basically. Mm-hmm. We, after seeing it, gave it a high B, low A. Shouldn't that be how it is? Mm-hmm. I mean, should we... We have gotten to a point where... People are going into this movie not not just disliking it or hating something because of, oh, the trailer. They're seeing what critics are saying about Star Wars. What makes a critic get to criticize Star Wars if they're not into that kind of stuff? Who's to say that they're not? I mean, they might be, but... Something inspired them to become a movie critic. I just... I I have uh, mixed feelings about movie critics yeah you've always been uh i hate tomato eaters, exactly first of all. yeah i mean i i hate that stuff like dude it's just it's i don't such, put a lot of stock into it it's such a, a massive range of opinions out there in the world and for us to base a grade off of some old people who have seen it before us and some critics and media people like you i'm quoting you you cannot listen to that before you see it right and um, I feel bad for the people who have listened to them going into this movie, going yeah. into it negative. I saw a lot of people say they were going to avoid it because of that, which did make me sad. But, you know, if they would take the time to it's listen their loss. to the fans. We've seen it. It's their loss. You know, people are people are pretty I happy I think it opened to $45 million opening night. I've been a critic of the critics uh, anytime we talk about it. So I think if you, if you have listened to the... The negative hype going into it, and you were keeping away from watching it for that reason. That's stupid. I think you need to go see it and make your own determination. I uh, will say one of my questions, one of my big questions that I've had since Force Awakens was not answered. Mm. We did not find out how Maz got Luke's lightsaber. No, we didn't. She said in that first movie, that's a story for another time. And Maz, this was the time because it was the last movie. So how did you get the lightsaber? I've got another one, too. Y'all remember when they were sinking in the sand and Finn said, I've got something to tell you. And he cut it off and then he never said it. Did he yeah. end up saying it? No. He never asked her. Yeah, we don't know what Two that was. Two or three times oh, someone what said, <laughs> what were you going to tell I know, because Ray? Ray asked like a He's bunch like, of I'll times. I'll tell you later. Then yeah. Poe asked. Yeah, what were you going to tell her? None of your business. Now's not the time. I'm sorry. Is it a bad time? I mean... Not that that's like a, have, a gripe. I was just wondering not, what he said. It's just 
Fun fact, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker Force Grips third best December opening of all time with 193 million plus. Worldwide? Um, I Yeah, I assume so. Worldwide. It doesn't That's the say, worldwide box yeah. office. That's great. That's 90 awesome. million on Friday looks to earn around 190 million for its domestic opening weekend. Yep. Quite a night, quite a weekend. So a couple of questions. Our friend Megan uh, Birchfield has been messaging me today with thoughts and questions. And have you seen it? Have you seen it? What about this? She is heartbroken. She wanted a Hallmark ending for Ben and Ray. Oh, Becky did too. Yeah. She was uh, like, you can't die after Me- you kiss. Megan and Megan and Becky need to get together and <laughs> need to get together have, have a cocoa and cry. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, like, they can was... write their own fan fiction about the yeah. life of Ben Even and today, Ray. Even today, Becky, Becky was like, I'm still thinking about how she he said, died um, in the end. She said, you cannot, <laughs> how do you get kissed and die? I said, it's Ray's kiss of death. <laughs> she said, I'm so shook. I just needed someone to explain my extreme grief. Thank you for letting me vent. Um, and she also asked, uh, first off, uh, why uh, why would they let us astray like that, build up this connection, and just let him die like that? And she also asked, what well, Logan already asked, uh, what did Finn want to say? Do you think it was, I love you? I have no idea. I think he was wanting to say, I think I'm force sensitive. I've kind of wondered that. Because he keeps talking about these feelings, and maybe he's like, I need to talk to her about it. Because yeah. he mentioned that quite a bit, like yeah. two or three it's times. A feeling. Like, it's, a feeling. it's just a feeling. And that's what the Force is for a lot of people. It's just a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but love, you know, in all honesty, I've one thing I've enjoyed about this trilogy is there's not really been an overlying love subplot. You know a Leia and Han love subplot, a Anakin and Padme love subplot. Love was not a main factor of these storylines, and I actually liked it. I did too. I'm glad yeah. that they left. Mm-hmm. And no offense to love. I don't, gave I don't, but it just Ray a chance to shine yeah. too, though. On not, need a, not need a love. I don't need no man. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> what were you looking up there, JD? Uh, just what the internet says about... Finn what do you, what are people saying? Love what we said. No. Oh, the force. Yeah. Okay. Which hey, um, but we could talk about spinoffs, but they all three came on record saying that they're done. They're done. They will done not return Steve. for anything. Star Wars, unless it's a uh, Hayden Ghost ten years later. <laughs> so, biggest takeaways from this movie. Final thoughts. Final takeaways. I think that people will look back uh, on this trilogy with a more positive attitude because of the conclusion, which is good, because, um, as I've said multiple times, I think people have been far too harsh uh, about this trilogy, Um, and it definitely has highs and lows, as anything does, Uh, but I think they ended strong, and I enjoyed it. Don't agree. Riff? I think it ended strong. I don't think The Last Jedi will ever be really in my Christmas playlist of Star Wars. <laughs> but uh, it was good. It was a good ending. It was a good uh, journey trying to kind of correct the course. So ending-wise, I have very little complaints. And I really like the uh, evolution of Kylo in just this movie alone. Mm-hmm. He made it seem like he was 
the uh, the Sith bad guy that we needed. Yeah, but Turn also me. the redemption he. Yeah, needed. yeah, the redemption arc was very great too. And like I said, you know, I wanted him to be. I didn't mind him being redeemed, but I also didn't want him living. Yeah. I got that. You know, I mean, I didn't think he could live and marry Ray, having killed his father. Yeah, I mean, you can be redeemed, but still have to die because he killed thousands of people. I don't know yeah. if you redeemed that. I think that's like uh, just in his mind, it was like kind of just clear with that. Yeah, because he's sacrificing. Yeah. Or someone else, so yeah. Full circle redemption. It's, I it's think. Awesome. Um, I, I think. You know, I'm excited to one day show these nine films to my kids, and you know, kind of be like maybe fast forward the Phantom Menace a little bit. Probably no, <laughs> no not they, me. I gotta put them through the same crap I went through. Yeah, you gotta. A true gotta, fan has to. You gotta see put it all. them through it. You gotta stick it so, out. Speaking of that, and this is improv, which Josh loves. This whole episode has been improv. That's true. Rank them. Worst to best. Uh, Phantom Menace. Worst, obviously. Attack of the Clones. Okay. The Last Jedi. Okay. Um... Are we doing just the... We're not doing like the nine. Force Awakens. Revenge of the Sith. Rise of Skywalker, Re- A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back. I'd have to completely agree with you. That's a good one. That's my rankings. That's how I had it ranked in my head. I was like, I bet we're different. But no. No. That's how I'd rank it. I'm proud of you. Thank Last you. Jedi was low down there. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, that's... I that's... never said it was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um... Only question I have left is what's next? What direction do, would you take this franchise if they were to say, I know that we've said Knights of the Old Republic, mm-hmm. but what are some other things you want to venture into? About if they were to say continuation to this story or, no, just, or what's just next for the franchise. If they were to yeah. say, we're giving you an idea for the stuff. You give us what you want to see. This franchise take what look, turn do we take? It looks like Mandalorian is the right direction to go. Yes, um, mm-hmm. that's doing well, and I think that's going to continue to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can keep giving us stuff like that while the Star Wars boom is still going, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think Star Wars is going anywhere anytime soon. Well, don't get me it, wrong, but was it not Feige? Uh, Kathleen Kennedy said that um, our generation, thirty-year-olds, our age would die before the end of Star Wars. Yeah, that's probably true. So, I mean, yeah. Knights of the Old Republic, I think that's a have to. I think that there's Maybe enough fans out Maul. there. Yes, Maul needs his own series. I would love Especially that. Especially if you watched Rebels and read his comics. He mm-hmm. has so much to work with. Well, in on uh, Solo, we were talking about... The yeah, he he's pops like up. a leader of... Yeah. Like a gang. He's the uh, Crimson... The Crimson something... I cannot Crimson remember. Dawn. Crimson Dawn, yes, that's it. Um, he's got so much because he basically becomes like a wild card. He's not Sith or Jedi. He's trying to kill both Dooku mm-hmm. and the Emperor, but also kill Obi-Wan and the Jedi. So he's like this wild card. And I was like, yeah. he's got great stuff to work with. Give him a D-plus series. Give him a movie. Give him a trilogy. Darth Maul is the direction I'd go in. I'd give Ahsoka... I'd, I'd like oh, to, for sure. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd like to venture into that stuff. Plus, stuff after Order 66. Well, she's in Rebels. 
Yeah, I want to see Rebels as big screen stuff. Yeah. Or Disney Plus live action. Because we haven't really had like a, uh, really like an alien, like, no. Protagonist. lead. No, yeah. we haven't. It's so all be been cool. human. be interesting. Yeah, I would agree. I think you keep it going because the you strike you have to strike while the iron's hot, and Mandalorian's the right direction, which we will uh, see the finale soon. We are getting near the end of Mandalorian. Oh God! Be interested, <laughs> interested to see what direction they take, which we know it's been renewed already, right, for season two. So I guarantee you there'll be a massive cliffhanger. Which, uh, where can you find those episodes? Oh, those episodes can be found on Patreon only. Yes, Mandalorian Mondays for 30 and 30 are Patreon supporter episodes. Um, if you want to become a patron of just $5 a month, you'd spend more at Starbucks in a, in a visit. And you get to be a part of Mandalorian Monday. And whatever fun bloopers, stuff like that, which we're going to have a lot of bloopers. Quite a few. <laughs> Please uh, consider doing that. And we also just want to give you all a special thanks. Uh, this was our season one finale. Uh, those of you who have followed us, shared everything we've done, subscribed to us um, from Georgia to North Carolina, Texas, Arkansas. Um, we also have listeners in Spain, and Scotland, Ireland, even Canada, Nova Scotia, Mexico, and finally, of course, our home state of Tennessee. Go Vols. Go Vols. Thank you all very much, and we look forward to season two, and I believe our dear friend Rev here will be hosting our premiere. Thank you, of course, to all of our listeners. Thank you very much. We look forward to seeing you in season two, and uh, as always, stay nerdy, and uh, we'll catch you later. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you later, nerds. Thanks. listening to the 30 and nerdy podcast with your hosts tyler mcdaniel and josh davis brought to you by encore theatrical company akiva express creative theater and advertising expressions find us follow us and like us on instagram twitter and facebook visit our website 30 and nerdy podcast.com got something to tell us drop us an email 30 and nerdy pod at gmail.com until next time Cheers to you, nerds!